Okay, um, this is the Fiction Old and New Book Group, and today is Friday, um, February 7th, uh, 2020, and tonight we're discussing a very fun novel called Payday by Rashonda Tate-Billingsley. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little information about the author, and then I'm going to give you a character list because there were a lot of characters and just to refresh everybody's recollection. Um, I don't know if there's anybody here for the first time, but what we usually do is after I do this, then Sherry uh, takes over, and one by one she calls on each participant. So when somebody else is talking in the beginning, you know, please don't interrupt them. Just let them talk and say their thoughts about the book, and then we'll go on to the next person. And then after everybody's had a chance to speak a little bit individually, then we just open up for individual discussion. So if you hear something intriguing that somebody's saying and you want to respond to it, just hold your comment until everybody's had a chance to to give some initial thoughts. Okay. So um, Rashonda Tates Billingley graduated from the University of Texas, and she taught at Langston University. Um, she's had a very long career in journalism. She's currently an editor at the Houston Defender newspaper. She's worked as a reporter for the National Enquirer and as an anchor and reporter for several television stations in Beaumont, Texas, and Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, She's written more than 45 books. (laughs) Um, She won the NAACP Image Award for her novel called Say Say Amen Again, Um, Several of her books have been optioned for movies, and one of them called Let the Church Say Amen uh, was one of the highest-rated programs on the BET network. And along with author Victoria Christopher Murray, she founded Brown Girl Books, which is a boutique publishing company. Um, And tonight we're talking about the novel Payday, which was published in 2015. So I'm going to just mention a few of the characters. I hopefully are going to mention the main ones. There might be one or two that I forgot. Um, So there was Janine, and Janine was married to Tony, and they had a son, William. And then, of course, there was Janine's cousin, Darnell, and there was Raquel, and also Angelique, and Angelique's boyfriend was Marcus. And then there's Terrace. Terrence and his wife, I think her name was Sheree, and his, I don't know if she was a girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, was Mia. And then there was also Owen, who was the gentleman who used to play the lottery with them, but unfortunately for him, skipped it that particular week. So now I will turn it over to Sherry. Okay. I First, before I start calling on people, I I don't think anybody in the book would have got the Black Woman's Image Award. Um, okay, I'm going to start with uh, 407, whoever that area code is. That would be me, Shirley. Okay, Shirley. And uh, wow, <laughs> what an interesting, what an interesting group of of characters. They sure, um, you know, I guess if if you ever really wanted to uh, to win the the lottery and you read this book, <laughs> might not be quite as wanting to do so, although I, I guess I still probably would like to, but 
you sure learned some lessons from here. I don't think uh, any of them, um, you know, exactly ended up happy by the time the whole thing was over with. They sure didn't know um, how to handle money. And, um, you know, they they all, you know, started out with so much in such a short time. You know, they had no idea what to do. And um, I um, I did feel kind of sorry for the one who, you know, had the cousin that she thought she could trust so much and everything. I, uh, Darnell, I guess, was his name. And... Um, so, and I was sort of hoping, I guess, at the end that, um, you know, maybe Terry and his wife, you know, would be able to uh, try to get back. It wasn't Terry. He went by Terrence. That Terrence and his wife would be able to get back together. But, um, you know, unfortunately, that didn't turn out so well either. So... It was just kind of interesting, you know, to see how they all handled things. It was quite a group. Okay. Uh, but well, I, I did I'm enjoy sorry. it. I must say I did enjoy the book. It was it was fun to read. Okay, David? Um, I agree. It was, it was a short, very fun book, well narrated. I couldn't get over the way the people who worked in the cable office were talked to by the callers. It, I have never realized people talked like that, whining, cheating, lying, trying to scam the people, the customer service reps into letting, you know, letting their account go again. And it was just sort of funny. The opening scenes were hysterical. The, I guess the book teaches you that these lotteries don't always give you what you want and how they change people. What I wanted to ask, though, where was Raquel's husband? Did I, I must have read it so fast, and they probably said it, and I just didn't. Did he die, or was he just, were they divorced? Because I, I know, I mean, Janine's husband left on her, and Angelique was never married, and uh, the, uh, Terrence. Was, Terrence was a player, was basically a player. So where was Raquel's husband? I forgot. I believe he died. That's what I thought. I thought he died too. <clears throat> it was yeah. a very funny book, a short book, but amusing. She gets a lot done in a short period of time. And, and when you refer to Terrence, you're supposed to say player, not player. Okay. <laughs> player. <laughs> player. Yeah, he was a player. <laughs> Only a player. <laughs> and it's just how weird. The characters were very, I mean, very flawed. Raquel's been embezzling money. So she, of course, by books in, she loses her money. Um, of course, Janine tries to hide it from her husband, so she ends up having to give it because that piece of Drek cousin she had wasn't worth two flips. I think I'd have let Man Man keep him. And <laughs> I think he was no. All these people were so. And Angelique gets a, a, a decent body, goes wild, and then finds out she was just a pop tart for this for the, um, basketball store. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was it was all flawed, but all funny. <laughs> you wonder if the author actually knew people like that, or she was just having fun writing the book version of maybe a big blob of cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alan. Yeah, uh, like others have said, it, it, it was it was an entertaining, fast read. Uh, for, 
for, for all the characters, there, there wasn't much character amongst them. Uh, I have to have to say, uh, uh, I, I, I guess I like, I mean, Marcus wasn't one of the main characters, but he was really only one of the few in the book that seemed to have some mm-hmm. kind of character and definitely. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the, the the thing that uh, let's see what was I gonna say? Uh, uh, I, I I mean I wish Raquel had stolen the money, but she was uh, of the main four or five of them. She was one of the few that that seemed like she at least had some stuff about her. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously she made a mistake stealing, but uh, the. Uh, course her boss was even worse than she was i mean Mm -hmm. uh you know uh uh, extorting all of her money from her but uh uh, yeah that there weren't very many people to like in this one but 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 it was i i I did enjoy the scenes when janine was talking to the 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 customers calling in to clearcast those those were pretty funny because uh uh, she, she, <laughs> I liked it when she let loose. Wouldn't we all like to let loose on on customers like those? But uh, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, it, it it was entertaining. But uh, uh, thanks a lot. Okay, Bob. Thank you for a short book. Extremely entertaining, and apparently there have been TV programs. I've seen some where the lottery does exactly this. People get greedy. They don't know how to handle it. Uh, at least Angelique sought a financial counselor for a while. Uh, my favorite character is going to surprise you. It was Marcus. Marcus loved her. He loved her for who she was, fat mm-hmm. or thin, whatever she was. But Angelique didn't love herself and went to An- uh, Antonio, the, uh, the basketball player. Um, Janine, I liked her, but she was greedy. She had zero and yes, she might have hated Tony, but she would have got four million out of it. And then she trusts her cousin because he has her back. He also had her money, and he, he <laughs> cheated her, and she ended up with nothing. Uh, except, well, I think she got three hundred thousand out of uh, the. Yeah, she shed. hid it in the in the house or something in the attic. I don't know about the house, but she got the shed was in the back of her aunt's house and she got the 300,000 so she'll be a little bit okay. I liked uh, Raquel. She made a mistake. She did. She bought new cars and did things. Uh but she would she sign it that that document. I think that boss was really I hate people say it's principle. He was a billionaire. He could have worked it out with her, but he said I'll send you to prison. You know, you'll be away from your kids. And she signed off because she saved Sean. That was another one, her son's life. Mm-hmm. She's, that's, that impressed me uh, a little bit. Um, the fourth one, who am I missing? Uh, Angelique. Angelique. Terrence. And no, Terrence. Okay. Remember, Sheree was very religious. She was controlling it. You know, we're married. She did trick him into marrying her that you know he got he was drunk he woke up and said, i don't like this marriage thing uh and then he he womanized you know when he left her and swore he didn't and then mia comes whilst he did with uh, with a bun in the oven with her with her baby in uh, 18 years you know he's gonna have to support he's got money but he's gonna have to support that kid generally i like the book it taught us about greed i wondered why they were all black i think i know now maybe from the author's cultural point of view you know there, there's white guys who get screwed up with the uh with the lottery the guy I hated probably the most it wasn't tony he was what he was it was owen owen missed it 
any mm-hmm. one of them, bam. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. I would have given him a hundred grand or split it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, but but I don't know. He missed it. He 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 was unlucky, and he was a mean dude. So I, but I enjoyed the book. I thank whoever uh, uh, recommended it. Thank you. Okay, Liz. Okay, <laughs> I enjoyed this book. Um, there were some funny scenes, but overall, I found it kind of sad. Um, I. I found something likable about all the characters, really. Mm-hmm. Terrence, probably the least of them. Huh. Um, I, I really wanted Angelique and Marcus to work it out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get real heavy into because I, I like I was feeling Angelique's pain, you know, <laughs> growing up bullied and being called fat. And mm-hmm. now she wasn't. And somebody, you know, wooed her right away. And I, she was confused. You know, she went, she, she went through some changes, but, but I think overall she was a really good person. Um, so I was hoping that she and Marcus could work it out. Um, and I, I kind of felt, I, I, Raquel was the one that I think of, if anybody had my sympathies in this book, it was Raquel. Yeah, she made a bad mistake, but you know, her husband had died. She nearly lost her son. She had a lot of stresses going on. Right. And sometimes that makes you do some, make mm-hmm. some bad choices. Um, she was willing to pay it back. She had the means to pay it back. Her boss was despicable. I wish that something, I wish, I wish that she'd gone to trial. I really do. I wish that she'd said, I'm not signing this, you know, go ahead. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I think that she could have convinced a jury that there were some extenuating circumstances, but, uh, that would have been a, a different novel, I guess. <laughs> but I did enjoy this book. Um, it was, it was, I, I just felt sorry for the people. And honestly, it's consistent with pretty much everything I've ever heard about lottery winners. Is they rarely fare well. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> they just kind of make, you know, make bad decisions and people take advantage of them. And, but yeah, thanks. <clears throat> okay, Joni? Well, when I first started reading this book, um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was so funny and I got so excited when they found out that they had won the lottery and everybody's reaction um then I stopped reading it and I went back to it and I felt so bad for for these people because they just had no no idea really how to handle money and and I I felt so bad for I get them mixed up. Who was the one that uh, whose son was had the kidney? Raquel. 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 Raquel honey. Raquel. And she's the one that that embezzled the money, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Right. I could see how if my child was in such circumstances. I could see how she would have wanted to do that and would have done it. Um, I'm not saying that she was right. And and before, uh, I, I mean, she embezzled the money and it started to seem easier and easier. She knew that it was wrong. Um, but above all... She wanted her child to live no matter what she had to do. And um, I really liked um, Terrence. 
Um, I felt Angelique was... You mean Marcus? Marcus. Marcus, we are most of us like that, right? Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence was a player, yeah. yeah he's a player, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting old and I get confused with characters. Know, you're getting old. Anyway. We all do, yeah, we all do. Yeah. Um, Terrence really, wait, Terrence was the one that left Angelique, right? No, no that was Marcus. Terrence was the Marcus. one who... Marcus. Oh, yeah, Marcus. Marcus. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, should, I should write these There's characters. There's a lot of characters here. Um, I, I like Marcus a lot, and yet I, Angelique, um, her whole... Uh, I mean, having the weight problem and finally finding a way to correct it and look the way she wanted, really, in her art, wanted to look. And then um, being um, seduced by the basketball player, and, and she thought that she really had him. And, of course, all he was interested in was... Sex and and I mean and just throwing her away really. Um, all in all, I really, I really enjoyed this book, and I know that there are most people would not know what to do with this amount of money, or who to turn to, or or what. Um, There's probably more that I could say about it, but I and I really did like it. I thought the characters were very well. Uh, well, I thought the book was very well written. I really liked her style, and um, uh, and I I liked it. But I was very sad about what everybody had to go through. Um, and I was sorry that Angelique and, and Terrence, am I right? Marcus. The two? Marcus. Marcus. I don't know why I keep doing that. Forgive me. Um, I wanted them to get back together, but it, 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 uh, it, just, it just didn't work for them. But... Thank you for whoever recommended the book because I really, really enjoyed it. I love reading about lottery winners and how they mess up things. And uh, so thanks again for whoever recommended this. Okay, 619. Hi, this is Jenny. Um, yeah, I don't, I felt very. Um, very, very captivated by this book. Um, I think that uh, it was really obviously so thought-provoking. Um, it just seemed to me that this was a case of these characters behaving in such childlike ways, really. Um, and I felt sympathy for most of them, I think, except, I mean, the boss that, you know, that was interesting, too. For the main lottery winners, I felt such disappointment for them, and 
Yeah, I most of them for Angelique. Um, I was, you know, she had had that upbringing where she was craving approval, but I, I thought how, but it was baffling to me that she would pass up someone so obviously um, wonderful as Marcus. I, I think um, one of the things I thought was how, you know, I used to fear winning the lottery. I thought, am I ready to handle it? After uh, investing became my hobby, not because of that, but but I think these people disoriented that they lost track of so many things like um, at the end of the book they're all gathering together and we said and they said we learned to like Angelique said it I needed to learn to love myself and not look for all this approval and you know how and I lost it but but all these lessons cost them so much and Terrence finally saw the benefit of marriage and I mean at least he said he you know he wished in some ways had his wife back and I think a lot of these people were just seduced by these fantasies they had, mm-hmm. and they couldn't really sit down and think, what's really important to me? You know, what what are my values? And um, I, I think Raquel was very, very sympathetic because of, um, you know, how much she'd been through. And again, when she did the embezzling, it, it just seems like you can get caught up in these things. And I think the book, um, and then also um, Janine, um, I didn't have a good handle on her and what was motivating her exactly. I think it was anger and resentment mostly that was her. And that was, but yet she seemed very dedicated in the scenes with her child. So, it, you know, I thought this was so fascinating because I've never really read a lot about what happens to lottery winners. And I think it's challenge to to manage that kind of money so well. And I think this showed up so many of the pitfalls of this situation. You know, I had a windfall a couple and, um, you know, I think the thing that is, it, there's a lot of things that make you think, what would I do in this situation? And I think that, um, I think they, they even have a syndrome called sudden acquired wealth syndrome. <laughs> and people actually get treatment for that. But, um, it's so easy to lose your bearings, and I think that um, I, this makes me really think. It, it makes you think about money and all those those issues. I think um, it's a little um, frightening, you know. And um, I think that in the end of the book, a lot of the characters had learned, but it's such a terribly high cost, you know. Um, and but one of the things that struck me was. Um, how, as kind of a cautionary thing, with how careful you have to be, because some of the victims of this were some of the people who got totally corrupted, or you know, and then and then some people just the money that you have to remember, someone like Mia, who came and you know, I, I almost had a feeling she had somehow you know planned that pregnancy, but I mean her the way she did this, it was just sort of so. Um, you know, it was so selfish and corrupt, and I, and then, of course, Darnell, you know, was in his fantasy world, so I think, um, you know, it, what I also liked about this was, if I were reading it, as I used to with my eyes, I never could have caught the nuances, because this was a, you know, a certain group, a certain population, it made sense that they would, you know, have, be all friends of their um, ethnic group, and you know, I thought that the actors were so fantastic. I, as an audiobook, this was much better than having read it on the printed page. 
and um, I thought it was very witty, and um, the dialogue was really hilarious at certain points, and I just um, wonder how much research she did on this book, because it kind of rang very true. So I'm very grateful, because I, now I'm going to read some of her other books. I had never read this author at all. So She has about, I think she has, oh gosh, 50, you know, 10 or, yeah, and on Bard she has about, I think there's about 13. So I, I'm really grateful. And that's it. Okay, Abby? Okay, um, well, I agree that the, the narration was, was great. I loved how the different narrators portrayed each of the different characters and others associated with them. But whoever said we wouldn't like any of the characters in this book uh, was right. I didn't like mo- the only character I liked, at least at first, until the end, was Marcus. But then in the end, when um, Angelique sees him with another woman and she's fat, I could not help thinking if maybe Marcus has a thing for fat women. So I wasn't sure I liked him either after that. Um, I was curious, though, to see what would happen to them after they won the lottery. But, you know, curiosity killed the cat, and I was hoping for a happier ending, but at least these characters learned an important lesson that money can't buy everything. And one of my favorite ABBA songs is Money, Money, Money. And now whenever I hear that song, I'll probably think of this book. So otherwise, it wasn't a a bad book. I just didn't like any of the characters. And that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Okay. Joshua? Joshua is muted, so my there he comes. You there, Joshua? Or? Let's see. He's still muted. So. Okay, I can call on. There was a. Okay, what about five seven three? Area code five seven three. Yes. We can hardly barely, hear you. Just barely. Okay, let me see if I can get my volume. Well, I can't hear that. Again. Sorry. Using a headset. That's getting Uh-oh. better. That's better. That's better. Okay. Um, I didn't like any of the characters that won money. The one character I liked was Rochelle, uh, Raquel's mother because yeah. she represented stability. The, the, she loved her daughter. And she was going to stand by her. And if she had to take care of the child, if Raquel went to jail, well, she would do that. But she, you know, she was, she loved her daughter and she was not going to um, jump down her throat and tell her, well, okay, I can understand you, you know, stealing money to get the medical care your son needed. But you carried it that one step too far when you started buying things that you just wanted, you know, clothes and a car and things like that. Just that was really um, stepping over the line. There's, there's, you know, fighting for your child, but then there's just plain greed. And that's where, for me, Raquel went off the end. And yeah, I picked up on the same thing that Abby did, that, that Marcus must have had some sort of, um, psychological bias towards fat women. Um, And when Angelique was no longer fat, 
it's like she didn't exist for him. And if he truly loved who she was, despite her weight, he would have continued to love her when she was pretty. But it was kind of like perhaps pretty women intimidate him, Um, you know, and that's why he didn't care for them. Um, I did think that the lifestyle and the character of service people, um, because these are all low-paid, you know, jobs, is, is realistic because people who will have always had to scrimp and save and make do and stuff like that always think that if they just had a lot of money, all their problems would be solved without recognizing that everybody has problems and you have to learn to deal with them from where you are. Um, I've been in service capacities where, well, okay, for 15 years I ran two take-and-bake pizza franchises. I was owner-operator. And I got a call, and this woman said, I want my order ready in five minutes. And I was looking at the rack where I had my orders up and I had them spaced over, uh, I had this kind of like a, oh, like one of those old fashioned letter holders that are like a spring and you, in it. so I had it divided in five minute increments. And so I needed to put hers near the front so that it would get done before she got there. But I had about 30 orders. So I was looking at my rack, trying to see where to slide her in so that the, the crew could, you know, grab her card soon enough without making other people's um, orders be placed. Sometimes people would call in hours in advance, and I would have it, you know, put down at the 3.30 mark on my, my rack, you know, if that's when they said they wanted it. So I was trying to do the logistics in my head, and so I was just making, con- you know, comments while I counted orders and figured out where to slide it in. And I said, okay, but for every minute you're late, I'm going to charge and charge an extra dollar, you know, just making a joke because she wanted it so quickly. <laughs> and she came storming into the store and she marched up to my register and she just blew her stack about the unprofessionalism of the person who took her order. And I apologized and they said, I'm sorry. What I was doing was my mouth was running while my brain was trying to factor in how I could get your order done in five minutes when I had 30 orders in front of me. And she said, well, you should have put me at the end. Well, I said, there was no way I could have gotten, you know, through 30 orders in five minutes. I was going to try to get it and your order is ready. And she stood there saying, I don't know if I even want it. Oh, and this, then my daughter ran up. Um, I said, Mom, problem in the back. I'll take this. And so I turned around and walked to the back of the store, and everything was going along in the back. You know, people were doing the various tasks, that, you know, uh, grating cheese, slicing meat, you know, preparing vegetable bins, whatever. And I didn't see a problem. I said, a problem back here? And everyone was going, no, we got it. You know, it's all good. And so I'm standing there wondering what in the world my daughter did that for and she walked in and she says mom I could tell from the expression on your face that you wanted to take that pizza and throw it at her <laughs> she deserved it you know, it, was, it was a busy yeah. time in the person what she was trying to do was get me to give her the, the order for free 
Yeah. And more than rent, and when you're in that kind of business, you have people do that. Like I had a person. So you could wait. Wait a minute. You you could kind of empathize with the person. Yeah, that, that's how here. you get to the point where you just had it. Sure. You know? sure. I understand yeah. me that way because when you mm. yell that all day long, sure. or you know, talk down to if you're not very bright, um, or purposely being obstructive when you're just doing your job, it's tough to maintain right. that. You know, I think that happens to many of us. It doesn't matter where you are on that quote unquote professional scale, because I used to be um, a social worker and I was on a, a, a rape crisis line a lot. And we would get people who would abuse that by, you know, calling in prank phone calls. And once I'd worked on that for a long time, I would recognize the same person calling in. And there were a couple times I, I just kind of went off on the person and told them mm-hmm. off. <laughs> so it happens, you know? Yeah. It really happens. Yeah, and okay, I, I well. want to say something in Marcus's defense. I mean, Me too. I don't know, I I don't know if Marcus him. likes wait, women. Wait, 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 wait. Before, before everybody starts, we oh. haven't all had a turn to talk. So why don't oh, we wait, all finish? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah, I've got a couple more okay? people. Yeah, 512 okay, is think... next. Let's go with 512. Hi. Um, I like Raquel's mother. She was my favorite Could person. Could you just tell us your name? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Gail. Gail. Hi, Gail. Okay. Gail. Welcome, Hi, Gail. Gail. But, yeah, I like Raquel's mother. She was my favorite person. Hmm. Um, I, um, I'd i be interested, um, like, in a sequel of this book, because I'd be curious if, like, Marcus and this other woman end up in the... Um, the same kind of predicament where where he's always having to boost her up and he's not getting anything in return, really. And um, but anyway, so that's my comment. Thank you. Okay, Joshua. And Joshua looks like he's still on mute. So if you come back, Joshua, we'll let you cut in. But next would be Michelle, and then me, and then we'll open it up. Michelle? Okay, sure. Thanks. Um, I I told Sherry when I was reading this book, I kept emailing her, and I read it very quickly for me because I'm a pretty slow reader, and I real I found it very engrossing and entertaining, and um and the characters I found actually very believable because I think that they all had their situations, and um, you know, people get very caught up with with money, certainly, especially if you're in great need of money, of course. But even if you're not, you know, you just suddenly get all this money, and it's it's you know things seem very different, and you have a lot more possibilities, I guess, of, of things you can do. Um, I mean, I had more sympathy for some of the characters than others. Um, I certainly felt very badly for Raquel with her situation, and I really, I didn't see the twist coming where her boss was going to ask for all the money. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I was surprised at that. I, I mean, it was just, I don't know, it just seemed too much to me. I mean, he just gave her an offer she couldn't really refuse, and it, you know, it just, I don't know. It seemed like he was extorting from her, kind of the same the mm. same thing. It was, you know, that two wrongs don't make a right, kind of a thing. Um, I think with um, what's her name, Janine. I mean, I, you know, as soon as she got her cousin caught up in it, I knew it was going to go wrong. I mean, it just couldn't mm. help but go wrong. And 
So I kind of, you know, I, I understand she didn't want to share the money with her husband because he left her, and that certainly is very plausible, but I did think maybe they could have worked out some sort of a solution. I didn't really think her actions was that smart, I guess, what she did. Um, and Angelique, I have to say, I got a little caught up in the minutia of her situation because I remember at the beginning of the book they said she weighed 285 pounds, and then she somehow lost all this weight very, very quickly, and somehow just having a little liposuction, she had this, like, fantastic physique, and it just seemed a little <laughs> implausible to me. I mm-hmm. just didn't quite buy it. Um, but I did buy the fact that she, you know, wanted this attention from this guy. And, um, you know, it's I, I, I don't really understand the fascination personally with basketball players, but I know a lot of people find them very appealing. So I understand why she, you know, she liked that kind of attention. But I also thought it was, you know, I mean, maybe she didn't love Marcus, but I just thought, you know, the fact that she just was basically – having these sort of encounters with this guy, I don't, it didn't really make sense to me that she would just translate that all into this wonderful relationship. And I don't know why she was all that surprised at the way it kind of turned out. So I had a little bit less sympathy for her, although I kind of understood where she was coming from, but it also seemed a little silly to me. Um, And Terrence, I just didn't like, I think. I just did not like him. And I had a hard time, even at the end, I just just felt, I I just never sort of came around to him. So, I mean, I, I, I understood their situations, but I don't think I had equal sympathy for all of them. But I will, it was a very engrossing read. I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed it when I was reading it. I, I, you know, I kept wanting to come back to it. So I think it was a, a really good book. Okay. I um, pretty much agreed with everything everyone said. One thing I want to mention that no one said is Cherie Hooray. I found her really annoying, but on the other hand, she had some integrity. She could have gone back to Marcus just or back to Terrence just for the money, and she didn't. She walked away, and that at least showed some integrity on her part. And as far as Marcus goes, I want to defend him a bit too. I think people are attracted to different body types, and if he's attracted to heavier women, that doesn't mean he has any kind of complex. That's just we happens to be attracted to. And I don't really blame him for not taking back somebody who cheated on him and hurt him like that, even though Angelique was kind of sympathetic for the reasons that she might have cheated. I still can't blame him for moving on, and uh, best to both of them. So um, I don't see Joshua back yet, so we'll go ahead and open it up for, um, I guess some other people had some, oh, wait a minute, it looks like. Joshua, are you back? No, I guess that's not your line. Okay, anybody that has anything else to say? Yes, I, Bob, I, I'll be quick. Two people I'll comment and, and not judge the mother. By the way, I liked her. She was great. Uh, let me start with the mother. The mother told, um, oh, what was the woman's name again, guys? Um, Raquel. 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 Do anything you must do. This is a religious mother, you know. Do yeah. what you must do to, to get him to to free you, the boss. And you know what that meant. She was ready uh-huh. for bear, but the, the lawyer was there and so forth. But she would have done it just because, remember, Raquel saved her son's life, and she provided for medical care for three years, and she knew she, knew she was facing prison. Marcus, I'm defending. Marcus tried to help her lose weight when she wanted to, when she was going to eat the cake. And he said, Angelique, you know, but he, he loved her for what she 
was and to like her, um, to dislike him because he likes fat women or skinny women is not the thing. It's love. It's, it's whatever it was. And he loved her. And she ignored him for weeks. Remember that? He yeah. says, you haven't touched. We haven't touched me in three weeks. Well, because Antonio was getting it. And I understand. And also one more thing, Angelique hit on him at the end. She was beautiful. And uh, Marcus stuck with this lady. This lady is giving him love and babies. And he went off with her. Thank you. Yeah, um, I also just wanted to remind that Cherie actually did come back and, and sued for half of Marcus's. Oh, <laughs> I, I forgot that. Money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cherie, Cherie went. Oh, well, I guess I, I should take back what I said. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, you know what? I, Terrence is, I think he got, he deserved what he got. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, he was a player. He deserved what he got. And, yeah. um, you know, sometimes people have to hit a really low bottom to learn, but, yeah. Uh, I don't think Angelique would have been able to medically lose that weight as fast. They obviously sped that up. She had that Al Roker gastric bypass surgery. And it, 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 right. it takes a while for that to actually right. and in get, order the, get, to the, get the weight off. The skin. Yeah. You have right. to have surgery and, to actually yeah. remove and the skin. Yeah. won't it doesn't change do the fact it. that when you lose a lot of weight, suddenly you end up with a lot of excess skin. Skin, right. I have yeah. A, yeah. A they didn't go into did that, that at all. It yeah. did, that's what didn't make any sense to me. Gail, she only had four hours to lose she only had four hours to lose weight, so give her a break. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that when you yeah. lose that amount of weight, you have to have surgery, not life The removal of fat beneath the skin, and that would just leave you more baggy and wrinkled. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's usually like a lot of extra have, layers and, and flaps and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Losing a yeah. hundred more than a hundred pounds. So it didn't, I mean, it was, it was a little bit of a fantasy. Have, yeah. Oh, you yeah. end up having to have the surgery to remove that extra skin. They call it like, I had a friend who, who went through this. Um, I think she was about 300 pounds. So they had to do what they call the panelectomy to get her stomach um, extra tissue off her stomach um, removed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 But it was just the fact that she, you know, all of a sudden she was with this, this wonderful man. And I, I just yeah. didn't think that she yeah. loved Marcus. That I means no. she just, maybe she liked him. She liked to be with him. But maybe she just saw him as the best she could do, kind of. And, and he exactly. really loved her. He, right. But he really loved her. Yeah. And you know, it was, uh, she really didn't deserve him, not because of her body size or anything like that, just because she really didn't love him. No. That was well, all. Well, and I think that, I think that she never intended to leave Marcus. She was just playing on mm-hmm. the side. I, I don't think she ever uh, yeah. really expected to leave him. So. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the main, the main takeaway is though, if, if you're stepping out on a loved one, don't do it on a televised NBA uh, <laughs> 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 Don't get on camera. Oh my yeah, God. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I used to run our lottery pool at work. There were about a dozen of us. And I'd like to think because we were older than these people who all seem to be in their twenties, we would have been smarter, but, <laughs> but maybe well, it's, you know, somebody mentioned too, that these were all very low paid people. 
I yeah. wonder if that factors into like if you take a professional, you know, where you're, ma- you're all making more, you know, enough money mm-hmm. that you're all pretty comfortable. I think well, you're they're react- not making millions. Of, I mean, most people don't make millions of dollars. So if you take no, somebody who no, makes, but, you know, fifty thousand dollars and you hand them ten million dollars, they might go a little crazy too. Honestly, I love the one with Terrence. Uh, I don't the- know. I love oh. the one with Terrence and the doorman, the 300-pound doorman. <laughs> and he said, you treated me like scum when you won the lottery. You're not getting upstairs. And finally, he got yeah. Cherie to come down. What were you going to finish, though, Liz? I'm sorry. No, that's okay, Bob. You were okay. um, No, I, I just, I'm not sure that I agree with Michelle's point. I really think that if somebody's making you know, a very comfortable wage, they're not going to be as tempted to go out and do stupid stuff. If they have, yeah. you know, they're going to be wiser. They're, they're, you know, when you're really oh hungry God. and you're well, really they might get some guidance from somebody who's a little older. I think, <laughs> so you know, I, so that's that's the thing. To, to that, because when my mother got per cap, when um, her reservation built a casino, and because she was an enrolled member, she got per cap money. She didn't treat it like it was real money. Um, she came to visit me, and she threw out half my wardrobe and took me shopping for 48 hours. I thought my skin was going to wear out, <laughs> making me try on all of these clothes. And every time I'd say, Mom, I don't need that. And she would say, well, it's not, it's, it's the white man's money. He just keeps putting it in my machine. So don't worry about it, baby. You know, <laughs> she was so thrilled to be able to buy me a whole new wardrobe because oh, when yes. I was a kid, she'd had to buy my clothes at Goodwill and remake mm-hmm. things, and you know, she always made sure I went to school well dressed and clean and attractive. But you know, it was all garage sale and goodwill. She was just really good at color matching and and putting things together that looked nice. But for her mind, you know, this was her chance to give me all the That's things right. that she'd never been able to give me when I was a kid. Oh, and it was nice her. that she was doing good something for, for someone else and not I yeah. Yeah. people and they're also I mean, I remember when I got married and I grew up in a middle class family and I, you know, really didn't want for anything and I remember when I got married and my husband and I were opening up the cards and people gave us money a lot of times on the cards. I was tremendously excited to suddenly have all this money in front of me and I was not I did not grow up in a you know extremely poor background I mean not a wealthy background but I didn't really want for things and I just think when suddenly people get a lot of money mm-hmm. that they're not expecting you know they can go a little crazy they, they really can and I, I think on I mean I, I think even if you're and I got married and I was 28 I mean I wasn't super young so I just think it's it's like all of a sudden this money comes into your life and whatever. But I think where they went wrong here was they were trying to hide it from all the other people, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. So that besides going crazy, mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, they really, yeah, you know, true. they didn't four do right. Four million is still a lot of people. money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if you're bad at the person that gets the other four million. <laughs> yeah. There, Joshua. Yeah. Oh, there, Joshua. Yeah, we uh, called on everybody, and you were on mute. But if you want to talk now, we'll we'll stop and listen to oh, you. Well, what happened? Well, I apologize, guys. I kind of I kind of fell asleep, and then I kind of woke up, and then I couldn't. I'm like, what's going? I I kind of I woke up, I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I was crying, and I forgot that I was on mute, so I had to quickly unmute myself, and I didn't want to interrupt when you guys were talking. But anyway, uh, but anyway, um, I I, I did like the book. I thought it was very uh. 
it was very funny. I just, I just got before this book. I, I, I got, I, I was reading a uh, much darker book that was fun to read. A book that had a little, a little bit more, uh, somewhat, somewhat lighthearted tone to it. Um, I, I liked both the narrators. They did a good job, and um, it was. I, I mean, I basically agree with a lot with what a lot of you guys said. I was hoping that Marcus and Marcus and Angelique could kind of get back together again, but they didn't. But um, I think this it kind of shows you what kind of shows you what can happen that, you know, sometimes winning the lottery may not be, you know, may not be all that it's cracked up to be. But it, it also depends on, you know, I mean, it, it didn't sound like they really didn't have very many, like as far as financial people to advise them, or if they did, they, they kind of ignored what the person, what the person said. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I just I agreed with what a lot of people said, but it's, um, this was definitely a fun book. It was nice to it was nice to have a short, light, and kind of a somewhat lighthearted book. And uh, like I said, like I said, I, mean, I don't, I don't, Raquel, uh, you know, embezzling the money. But on the other hand, you know, you know, when she went to her boss and said, "Look, I made a mistake. I, I, I want. I mean, it would, if she had said that she wanted to, you know, you know, look, I made a mistake. I mean, I, I want to pay you the money that I owe you with interest. I want to pay you back with interest. I messed up." You know, the boss should have said, okay, okay, I'll take it. It definitely was not, I mean, I mean, you're not going to get your job back because you, because, for whatever, I mean, he would have, would have, he would have been as right to think not to give her job back. But on the other, on the other hand, he shouldn't have basically took, you know, the, the rest of the, you know, the, the rest of her money extorted it like that. I talked to a friend of mine said, if that had, that had, if that had been a real life, uh, the lady would have had grounds to, uh, Go go before a judge and contest that because they said a friend of mine said said in real life that would have been uh, uh, that would that would have been that would have been extortion because she because she had she had been she he had been given way way more than what the what you know what uh, what she stole and but um but but um but yeah I mean that like I said I definitely um I'm not sure if I mean Terrence you know him or him you know um. Being married married to uh to Cherie, um you know he kind of uh, he didn't like I said like I said you know they all didn't get you know exactly what they wanted but at least the good thing was that at least at least Sean was saved at least at least Sean he got his kidney uh -huh. transplant at least he, I mean I mean that that's basically one of the good things that really really came out of this book and uh, like I said Angelique kind of felt bad for her because she I made mean, it seemed like she had really really low stuff with I mean. A lot of self-esteem issues. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, she, she wanted to change, and Marcus was very supportive. But then, when she when she got the money, she went a little crazy. Which I mean, that's somewhat understandable. And heck, if, if somebody had me, you know, if somebody had me a, a few million dollars, I'd probably do. I'd, I'd probably I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, I mean, I mean, but but um, yeah. I mean, I just like I said, I agree with what everyone you know what a lot of people said, and you know, um, but yeah, those, those are definitely a those are definitely some of my thoughts about the book. Well, it was interesting. <laughs> a couple people have mentioned this, that had Raquel recorded her conversations with her boss for extortion, maybe she would yeah. have got some sympathy from the jury and not been charged with embezzlement. But that was a risk she wasn't willing to take because of her son. No, it's all because of her kids. I just want yeah. to well, do something ahead, real Johnny. quick, but I'm going to have to go in a couple minutes. Um, Mary Higgins Clark wrote a book called The Lottery Winner. And no, that was okay. Mary, 
Higgins Clark passed away um, mm-hmm. about a week or two weeks. Ago. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. And and her, the people that won her lottery, uh, <clears throat> went through a lot, but then in the end decided that they were going to put their money away because they were they were pretty well off to begin with, and um, uh-huh. they were going to use it for other people's good. So I just wanted to say that because she has left us. She was 92, and um, uh, she wrote some very good mysteries. And uh, I just wanted to say that. And I guess I better... Well, Johnny, before you before you go, I'm just going to mention we don't have to stop talking, but I'm going to just mention our next book because I know you type it out a lot of times. Yes, I have do. A record. Mm-hmm. So let me just tell you our next book, and then we can continue talking. Right. Um, so the next time we're meeting is um, Friday. Let's see, Friday. I think it's March sixth. So that's the next time we're meeting. And it's a, a very different kind of book that we'll be reading. It's called The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock. And the DB number is 93081. 93081. Um, the author is, her name is Imogene Hermes Gower. G-O-W-A-A, not E-R, but A-R. Um, the book is actually read by, uh, I don't know if any of you have ever listened to Juliet Stevenson, who's a British actress, and she does a phenomenal, she's like a f- fantastic narrator. Like if the book says to swallow, she's swallowing, and <laughs> she does like everything the book says. Um, she's just a great, great narrator. Um, I, like to me, it was worth it just to listen. I listened to the book recently, and it was just worth it just to listen to her because I think she's great. Um, but it is a very long book. It's um, 17 hours and 21 minutes. So I know this was a very short book, and that's a very long book, and I know that might be too long for some people. Um, I'm going to read you the annotation rather than try to describe the book. Um, it's a historical fiction book, and if you went to the book group with your group, uh, Alan, Worlds of Books, some of this is going to sound a little familiar when we were talking about Barnum. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. So the annotation says, 1785, merchant Jonah Hancock is shocked when one of his ship's captains returns with the news that he sold the ship for the mummified remains of a mermaid. All of London wants to see the wonder, and Jonah finds himself engaged in perilous, perilous liaisons. And um, it's a commercial audiobook. Now, the one thing I will tell you, because I, I did read the book, is some of the book takes place in a brothel in the late 1800s. And there is some sexual content. It's not throughout the whole book. It's just in the beginning of the book. But when you're reading it, if that's like a trigger, I know some people are triggered by sexual content, you should be aware that it's not the whole book. It's just the beginning of the book because one of the main characters is a um, courtesan, prostitute, whatever you want to call her, and there is some sexual content, so you should be aware of that. But the title is The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock, 
and it's a debut novel. It's her first novel, her, and it's Imogene Hermes Gower, G-A-W-A-R, and the DB is 93081. And Joni, before you disappear, just tell everybody about Banquet of Books on Sunday. Thank you, Michelle. <clears throat> Banquet of Books is um, this uh, Sunday, the 9th of February. Um, we begin at 5 Eastern, um, and what we do is talk about, oh, I have this crazy clock, anyway, um, we talk about, people come in and talk about books that they've read, that they've liked, or haven't liked, they give, um, a three to five minute summary is what I like, I really don't like a whole big 10-page uh, paper, or even a three- or four-page paper. Just a very short synopsis of the book, hopefully the title, author, and book number, if that's at all possible, um, where you got the book from, if you read it on Bookshare or any other Audible or any other place. Um, and... Um, uh, we welcome you. To, I really welcome people to come to book, uh, the banquet. And um, it's just like a regular banquet, but it's better than food. That's a lie, but anyway. <laughs> thank you for appreciating my humor. Uh, well, thank, anyway. thank you, Joni, and thanks, thanks for coming yes, tonight. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see you Great, Sunday, thank Joni. thank you. Thank you. I hope that people will come. You'll be welcome. Because I'm always afraid that nobody's going to come, but people always do come. <laughs> they do, yeah, cool. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, Michelle and Sherry. I really enjoyed the discussion and really enjoyed the book. So take care, everyone. I, I've, my aide is probably going to be here and any we'll, minute. And we'll see you on Sunday, of course. <laughs> okay.